All right, guys, welcome to this week's thesis here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It is the Thursday thesis, of course. And uh, I just thought of something. I'm going to be gone next week, and you're going to be gone. Stansbury, can you handle the thesis? You don't have to come in on Thanksgiving, but somebody has to do the thesis. Can you handle it? Okay. Jared will handle it. Jared will have the Thursday thesis next week. Maybe Jared and Jay Jordan can do it. I don't know if we'll do it, uh, the stream. That's, that's asking a lot. But uh, we're going to take care of you, I promise. Rob and I will both be basking in the – you're going to be basking in the Bahamas sun. I'm probably going to be in a gymnasium most of the time, which is fine. Like, and I'm, not, I'm not complaining, I promise. But uh, you're going down for pleasure. Yeah, well, I'm fortunate enough that my uh, mother-in-law, huge Cyclone fan, Becky Reich. Um, Becky's she great. Bought, I've met her. She went on the last yeah. Fanatic Bowl trip. She's a sweetheart. She yeah. is a she is a fun person. Shout out to her. Um, but she decided to buy. Wow. It for the whole family. That's great. So um, shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't ask for a better mother than that. And I I'm glad you brought that up. I had a meeting. I've had three meetings this week. We will have a Cyclone Fanatic Bowl trip. Boom. There's your big announcement. It will happen if you traveled with us last year. Um, well you just keep an eye out for emails and stuff. I'm going to have a link for y'all to sign up again. We will have a Cyclone Fanatic Bull trip. Um, I'm assuming right now I'm planning on Orlando. Um, now that can change. That's pretty fluid. I know the Alamo Bowl is going to be in Ames this weekend. That's still a possibility. Um, I don't think Iowa State will slip to Memphis. Um, we're going to be selective over what type of trip we do. Um, but we will have at, at the worst case scenario, we'll have land only packages and stuff. So let's say it's Memphis or whatever. We're still going to have opportunities for you guys to, um, have the amenities of the charter trip. So, and we, you guys know what we do too. We, we want to, we want to sell you guys like a Traverse and not necessarily a Ferrari. Uh, we don't have to be at the top of the line for that. We want to keep costs down as much as possible. Absolutely. So that is the. Uh, the skinny on it. Obviously, we're a few weeks out. We don't have more info yet, but um, I'm working on a couple of cool things right now to be a little bit of a perk for the CF trip. So stay tuned. Last right? one was great. Um, all right, we got that out of the way, and I also want to invite. This is for anybody, and I'm going to post this all. I, I just posted it on Twitter. We're having our big um, pigskin pork pick grand finale coming up on Saturday. And the public is welcome to join us. We're going to be, um, there's, we actually have a map that we're putting on this graphic here that y'all can look at. But basically, so what we've been doing is going around to these pork tailgates and giving awards out and stuff all season long. We had the finale coming up on Saturday where we award the grand champion, but all of our tailgaters are making samples for the public. And this is some of the best food I've ever eaten. I'm not kidding. Like these are guys who are out, you know, 2 a.m. smoking meat, like they're yeah. injecting it with flavor. Yeah. Like it's yeah. some of the best food I've ever eaten over the last few weeks and months. So we're going to start doing that from 8.30 until 10 on Saturday at the Lynch Livestock Tent. Again, that's in S8. And I'm going to post a, I'm going to post a deal for you. But for real, I'm going to be there hanging out. Um, we're going to have a lot of different people there hanging out. And this is a good opportunity for you to just come mingle with us. And Jethro's is bringing free food, and we're going to have beer, so it's going to be a hell of a time. Sounds delicious. Yes. And I actually think, um, 
I think you and Jared might be solo in the press box on Saturday. Oh, okay. I think I'm going to go and watch a game with my dad after it. Oh, nice. I don't get to do that very often. Exactly. So, but then I'll sneak up and I'll do all the post game stuff. But. You can mention all the things he's going to contact Campbell about. My dad, I, I think that my dad is solely responsible for the resurgence of the tight end position at <laughs> Iowa state. Big Mike loves the tight end. What ends. about Alex Golish? Well, but dad's been in Golish's ear for years now. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is the Thursday thesis. Of course, we are brought to you by our friends at Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye, AmesEyeCare.com, Des Moines EyeCare.com. Check them out. Um, Iowa State and Kansas, we're, we're going to bring on the biggest Jayhawk apologist I've ever met. It's sick. It, it <laughs> grosses me out to hear intern Brandon com- continue to go back to the well to defend Les Miles. In the second segment of today's program, Intern Brandon will be on to make his case for a Jayhawk upset on Saturday. He never shuts up about the Jayhawks. He loves he? the Jayhawks. I mean, it's just a constant chatter. Maybe should make a, a, a deal about a, a, a mustache-related deal uh, about the game. Intern Brandon will be on the program with his Jayhawk apologist monologue, whatever he has prepared for us today, in his mustache. Yes. So you can stay tuned for that here in the second segment. Rob, what are you working on right now? What, 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 what are you what, working what on? What am I working on? Yeah, because I know that you usually have a piece together by now, but you, you're spending a little extra time this week. Senior day, you always come up with a good angle. What's your senior day piece this, this week? I uh, did an interview today because he wasn't there with the Tuesday stuff with Matt Leo. Good story. And... Um, you know, it's been told the whole construction plumber and, and the dream to come here and, and all the steps, the hurdle. But I mean, it's uh, a little bit more behind the scenes, talks a little bit about that seminal moment where that dream was born in yeah. a way and just yeah. talking to his uh, colleagues about it in the in the in, in the trade uh, plumbing. So uh, and just the steps he's taken. And clearly he wants to to keep going with this game. And Coach Haycock, I think said, he will. I think he'll get a shot in the His NFL. physical ability and uh, how far he's come, you know, to, you, you can't simulate playing football and, and, and dealing with a playbook while you're sitting in Australia working for a living and, um, and uh, playing rugby. So uh, he's, he's come on a lot. He's learned a ton and um, fascinating guy. I mean, so many great seniors you could write about. I mean, Marcel Spears, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I go down the line, but, uh, you know, Julian Good-Jones, Bryce Maker. But it, it's, uh, you indicate, you, you kind of hinted that he'd be a good one, and I, I concurred immediately. So uh, looking forward to, to kind of getting that into shape this afternoon and have it ready to post uh, late this afternoon or early this evening. I think he's a good guy to feature this week only in the sense that you know we know a lot about Deshante Jones we know a lot about even good Jones and Meeker because we've seen those guys play um Leo's story is one of the more unique ones that I've come across since I've covered Iowa State it's not like a heartbreaking one like we've seen ones that are you know I'm not even saying that but like where he came from his stature who he picked Iowa State over. Yep. It hasn't exactly gone like he didn't come in and start day one. Usually when somebody picks Iowa State Oklahoma over Oklahoma, you think. You know, when you, we've watched him develop into 
like this physical freak who knew nothing about the game of football to now a pretty well-balanced guy. And I think probably like next year is when he's going to, yep. you know, finally everything will click. There's going to be an NFL team that has him in a camp that I believe will greatly benefit from Matt Leo's time and patience at Iowa State. No I, I really believe that. I mean, just with the, the, the physical attributes and, and yeah. again, the progress he's shown, he's, he's just got a penchant for making plays, particularly for tackles for loss. Uh, he, the instinct is there, and now the knowledge has kind of met it. One interesting thing about him and a lot's been written about him, so I might have missed it in another article. But when he decided to come over and event- and ended up at Arizona Western, um, he figured he was going to be a punter because Australians, you know, that's the pipeline. You know, you have the Australians coming in as a punter. Yeah. And uh, the, the coach there, I don't think took so. one look at him and said, <laughs> you're not going to be punting for us. I don't think so, Matt. I don't <laughs> think so, buddy. just the idea of him, imagine that yeah. physically imposing. Yeah, hell punter. of a big punter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, look forward to Rob's piece uh, later on this week. It'll be probably tonight when we get it up, and you can read it all day on Friday and Saturday as well. Iowa State and Kansas, 11 o'clock kick on Saturday. Iowa State right now, I think the last I saw was like a 23-point favorite or something. The, The thesis is more of like to dive into these games. It's difficult to do for a game like this. Yep. The one thing I would point out, and I think that things are vastly different now compared to when this happened, this is an Iowa State team that almost lost to Northern Iowa. Mm -hmm. So I I just think that that's important to point out. Now, I would also point out that I believe Northern Iowa may be able to beat Kansas. So, you know, whatever. Um, Kansas is interesting, though, Rob, only in the sense we all know the head coach, Les Miles, right? He's yep. been a he was a staple in college football for a really long time. He comes and gives this program some hope when you have a defending national championship coach that if I'm a Kansas fan, I go, Oh, this guy chose us. Mm-hmm. He could have had a lot of different jobs. He chose to come to Kansas. Um they struggle early. He goes to a bye week, fires his offensive coordinator, you come out of the bye week, nearly win in Austin knock off a good Texas Tech team. They're not great, but they're okay. Solid. Yeah. It's a solid team. They're well coached. They beat them in in Lawrence fairly convincingly. I remember I actually watched that game for some godforsaken reason. And <laughs> Brandon, Can- wasn't Brandon with you? <laughs> Kansas looked like the better team when I watched them play. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they it, you know, this team realistically could make an outside run of the bowl game. Now, it turns out they let too many opportunities go early in the season. They will not be playing for a bowl game. But I do believe Matt Campbell had a lot of coach speak this week when he was talking about how good Kansas is. But that's what you do. I'm not blaming coach. Everybody does that. The one thing I'm really on board with Campbell on, though, is that that Kansas team is actually playing pretty hard. Now, I think other teams have caught up to – this new coordinator, which happens all the time. When Iowa State fired Mark Mangino, another Kansas tie, a couple years ago, what happened when Todd Sturdy took over? Boom, there's an offensive production increase, and then it levels out at the end of the year. Yep. see this all the time. And I, I, I do believe that's probably how it goes again on Saturday. But I, I do think the one difference between this Iowa State-Kansas game and many others is usually Kansas doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that this team will be – 
I think that they'll be really uh, ready to go on Saturday. I'm still picking a convincing Iowa State win, but I in in that sense, and I'll I'll defend intern Brandon here before we bring him on. I think Miles has the program going in the right direction in that sense. Yeah, I mean, and as you said, without the early season losses, what Coastal Carolina, which isn't a bad team, by the yeah. way. Uh, I mean, a Big Twelve team should still beat them, yeah. but they're not. It's not like they're terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could be. I mean, knocking on the door. I mean, what coach, what struck me about Coach Campbell, since he always stresses the importance of culture in his program or programs anywhere he's been, he feels that he sees that less mile stamp on this Kansas program. And uh, that's going to, I mean, when you look, you know, Les Miles was eventually let go at LSU. But as you said, won a national championship, always nine, ten wins. I mean, his culture is winning. He's got a winning formula. And uh, it's tough to do at Kansas, tough to do at Iowa State. But I think we're seeing year one of Miles sort of, it's sort of similar to year one of Campbell. You remember how bad they were out of the gate, the Iowa game? Um, And yet they have a week where it's like, whoa, should have beat Texas, probably. Um, Instead, it's what, 50 to 48. Um, You know, you go and beat Texas Tech, and then you get destroyed by TCU. You can't stop them at all. I mean, they rank near the bottom or at the bottom, of course, in every defensive stat. I mean, they're outmanned. They have a few good players. They got some a guy on the line and I think a decent linebacker, you know, it, okay. Sec, but, I mean, they're behind. They're, 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 Iowa State was in terms of depth. And uh, if, if Miles can recruit to that, you know, I think we're going to see – I don't want to say the same type of rise, but I think we can certainly see uh, intern Brandon's uh, – projection of them getting to a bowl game come to fruition uh, in the in the near future this seems to me if I could project what like the future of Kansas football will be like um, I, I think that Beatty was hired to do a job and I think he accomplished that job as far as it got them out of the um, the basement with the scholarship problem you know they were down so many scholarships after the Charlie Weiss years and Turner Gill and all that stuff because they had just whiffed on so much as far as JUCO recruiting and all that. And I think Beatty, he's a high school guy from Texas hired to kind of stabilize everything and take the bullet. I mean, they were paying him coordinator money to take those bullets. In my opinion, I almost would have stayed with David Beatty one more year, but that's, that's beside the point. They had a new athletic director, et cetera. I think you bring in Les Miles as kind of a stabilizer who, okay, now we're on a level playing field as far as scholarships go, or at least we will be pretty soon. This is a guy who, in theory, should be able to get us to six and six, right? Five and seven, six and six, seven and five, and we should be able to compete like that if we schedule correctly and if a few things go our way. Mm-hmm. I th- with Les Miles' age, all that stuff, I, I see him here for three to four years, you get back into that, and then all of a sudden the job looks so much better than it did when you hired Les Miles, and you can go out and get a real coach. Not to say Les Miles isn't, but he's at the end of his career. You know, like it, he's a good guy right now for that program. I don't think that Les Miles is ever going to take Kansas to an Orange Bowl like Mark Mangino did, but I do think he's a guy who 
and I think we're seeing it this year can just stabilize things. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I it, unfortunately I do think for Kansas, I think Iowa State's in a pretty good spot right now mentally after the comeback against Oklahoma, Texas, and then the and then against the way the Texas game won. I just. I think they're listening to Eye of the Tiger right now and in the I think they're ready to go. I think Iowa State wins out. I, I do. I think I'm I, I got them at eight and four. And then wherever a bowl game happens, I mean that's I can't predict a win in the bowl game without knowing an opponent sure. obviously or where they're going. But I, I think I, I said that after the Oklahoma game. I think Iowa State wins out, goes eight and four. You got a shot at nine wins, which would tie the program's win total which would be really kind of crazy if you think about how this year's gone. Yeah. I mean, Coach Campbell said, I mean, the next step for the program is do, doing the job in November, or as even leading into last week, he said he thought they approached a huge Texas game in Austin last year as, as trying not to lose. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've had a very, um, I'd say, aggressive approach in terms of attacking this month. I mean, they too big of a hole in Norman, but quite a comeback to witness in that place given – uh, the storied history they've got there, particularly over the last 20 years. So, yeah, I agree they're in the right spot. I, I Unless there's a parade of flags in in, in, uh, in Manhattan. Uh, don't, I, why I you got to bring that up? <laughs> I agree. A, I'm when, sorry, a parade of picked up flags. When yeah. do you get back from the Bahamas? Um, I will be back, uh, I believe it's sometime on Sunday. Okay, so you'll be able to watch the game, uh, the football game. Um, I assume if we can find it yeah. there. Yeah. Interesting. I, I plan to. Yeah, I um I think we're flying during the game. Oh, I don't okay. I don't think we're gonna be able to to watch it. So that'll be the second time where I've been in the air with the <laughs> men's basketball team and we're all anxious about what's going on. A, a little bit less anxious maybe, uh intern <sighs> Brandon's urgings notwithstanding, uh <laughs> that with Kansas at Jack Trey Stadium instead of Iowa State. No, this'll be for the Kansas State game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Still still I'd say uh, a little bit less. I I was surprised they 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 took a L last week uh, against West Virginia. I was too. The West Virginia kind of reminds me of Iowa State Campbell's first year too. That that Kansas State game last week for them reminds me of when Campbell's team beat Texas Tech like sixty six to five or whatever it was. Interesting. Okay, um, we'll take a quick timeout. Hear from our sponsors, and when we come back. The man, the myth, he's not a legend. Yet. Yet. (laughs) Intern Brandon is going to join us to break down the 2019 Kansas football team, mustache and all, next here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, guys, welcome back to the Thursday Thesis here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We welcome our friends on Facebook Live as well. And we welcome intern Brandon to the podcast at the Carl Chevrolet Studios. It's good to be here. I'm excited. Let's talk some Jayhawks. Where did the Jayhawk love? Like, I actually think I remember it. You were sitting around, like, diving into Athlon or Phil Steele in, like, June. Where, where did your obsession with the Kansas, the 2019 Kansas football team appear? Why? 
I would say like looking at those magazines that it kind of stemmed with how can I annoy Jared as much as possible? That's fair. And I thought to myself, what is going to set Jared off? And then it kind of started with that bold predictions podcast where I just started oh, saying yeah. outlandish things, just dart throws left and right. Yeah. And I was like, what's really going to break Jared mentally? And I was like, let's say Kansas is going to go to a bowl game. And then his look, when I said that we weren't on video or anything, it was just a look of like, why do we even, why are you here? <laughs> but and I feel like with any, um, with any lie, like people start to believe themselves at some point. Yeah. And, and like, I, I truly believe when the season kicked off, like you were all in on this 2019 Kansas group. I, I kind of was, I started to believe it a little bit. I mean, we beat Indiana state. I said, we, so now yeah. that, 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 that in and of itself is kind of the point, but yeah, we, we, it's a, it's a thing now. Um, and you're known on Twitter as intern Brandon Jayhawk lover. Yeah. I saw that tweet by the way, but he is an Iowa state fan people. Yeah, I swear that that's a real thing. I am a cyclone fan, but that coastal loss, like you kind of said, uh, that, that, that hurts. Gut-wrenching. Because, I mean, let's look at it like this. They beat Indiana State, and then if they beat Coastal, then they go and beat Boston College, they're 3-0. And then they beat Texas, they're 5-5 five and five right now. So man. it's not – It's I'd be – if we were 5 – we. I mean, that's – it's going to go with it. Keep Stay calling with Kansas Stay we. With that's yes. great. We want more of you calling Kansas we. I mean, there's a, there's a chance that they're 5-5 five and five going into this Iowa State game. They're playing for bowl eligibility right? aims. I mean, they're not anymore, but there was a chance that that could have been it. But Okay, so what do you see about the 2019 Kansas team as a 23-24 point underdog? that could give Iowa State problems on Saturday. I mean, I've gotten burned with this UL Monroe, but this Jayhawk team, I have a little more. Oh, well, yeah, more you were all in on Monroe giving Iowa State a game, too. Well, look at the way Iowa State was playing before that game, right? I mean, yeah. you have the UNI game, and I know it's early, and a lot of things can change, but I think Kansas, like you said, though, with the people figure out offensive coordinators quickly. Yeah. And Kansas has had some moments where they, I mean, I have some of these stats here. I mean, Stanley's going to be Carter Stanley, their quarterback he's going to be the X factor that makes this game a little interesting going into halftime. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's not bad. Like he's a legitimate guy that they're throwing out like there. Statistically, he's like average in Big 12, which that's all you can ask for. As like a Kansas fan, you need average quarterback play. I mean, really. <laughs> we're I just mean, shooting for average. We're just shooting for average. <laughs> Nothing more than that. We just want average. But, I mean, against Tech, he threw for 4-15 and 3. Like, and that's, I mean, it's a yeah. respectable team. And when they beat he, Boston. Dude, he was awesome that day down in Texas. Yeah. When he he did the horns down thing at the end of the game, and then Texas Dicker the kicker went and knocked just that one through. Ruined it, just yeah. ruined it for me. I mean, in that game, he threw for three ten and four. So I'm like the way I see this game, I think Iowa State wins, and I'm, I will. I don't think I can go on a limb and say Kansas is going to win this game. If you pick Kansas to win outright, I'd kick you out. This Carl yeah, Chevrolet th- there would be. I'd have to question myself at that point, but. I think Kansas can make this a little more interesting than people are thinking, at least till halftime. Like, and then it's a then it's then a it's break. Iowa State's about to just take it away. I I think Kansas. What do you say the lines at? It's like twenty three and a half, twenty four ish. Got up to twenty four and a half last okay. I checked. Yeah. Oh, it's above twenty four. Yep. It's above wow. twenty four. Wow. I mean, I I see Kansas covering that. That's a lot of points for Iowa State delay. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm going to predict a score where Iowa State covers that, but I I don't know if I would. And Rob, we've done enough of these senior days. We've covered enough of these two, or they're kind of they're kind of weird. Yeah. As far as there's sometimes slow starts, I don't necessarily think that'll be the case on Saturday. But you also know, I mean, if I'm Iowa State and we get into the third quarter, and I'm not playing Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. Why? There's no point. Like get yeah. Real Mitchell. And maybe that'll be more points. I don't. I don't necessarily know. But I, I, these games, as far as a betting angle goes, when you get later into the year like this and they're big spreads, they make me nervous laying that many points. We'll no, see. Agreed. All right. Um, Kansas's defense is really bad, though. Yeah, and that's really bad. Like, can I, they stop Brees Hall? No, they're they're not. Gonna, I told Rob this before we even started. Is it's not going to be a matter of Iowa State will probably not be stopped most of the day. They're going to get points on almost every drive. It's a matter of can Iowa State stop? Well, if Carter's like Carter Stanley gets hot, let's say they go down the opening possession, they go down and score seven, then things might get a little interesting. I mean, he was benched at halftime against Oklahoma State last week. And when he was benched, they put in two other quarterbacks. They all threw picks. They brought him back into the game. I didn't and, even know that. Yeah. And once they brought him back into the game, obviously I the game. I wasn't watching. <laughs> you guys didn't watch the Kansas-Oklahoma <laughs> well, State game? Well, it was on at the same time yeah. as the Clones. Yeah. To be fair. And when I, you see the score, to it's be like, f- Yeah. In my defense, like I, DV, I have that game on my DVR right now. I almost always, I mean, I usually, I'll watch Iowa State's opposition like two times before we come on here and do the thesis. I didn't do that with Kansas. Like, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I can't just, blame you. Like, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just like, how, what's the better use of my time right now? Right. And I didn't do it. So thanks for that information. Yeah. I mean, once they put Stanley back in and like they benched him, put him back in, the game was well out of reach. Oklahoma state has completely taken over, but he went 15 for 22 for 157 and two. So he turned it on once they put him back in. Obviously that's in garbage time. Yeah. Probably Oklahoma state's second, third string guys, but that's the last game moment he had going into Iowa state. If he does carry that confidence over, I could see Kansas like making this interesting. Like I said, a little bit. All right. Let's do predictions. Just hearing Brandon intern Brandon talk has made me raise my points for Iowa state. (laughs) No offense. No, no, I get what you're saying. I'm going to go clones 45 to 10. Yeah. Who's next? You go yeah. ahead, Rob. But Kansas, intern Brandon is the expert here, so we'll let him go last. Okay. Makes sense. I'm going to go clones 42-13. Okay. So we're right there together. Yeah. Intern Brandon? So, like, I can't just hype up Carter Stanley and not expect KU to score All right. a little bit. Um, I'm going to go at not Kansas State winning, obviously, but I think they'll cover, and I'll take Iowa State 38, KU 21. I think they're going to get some... That's a fair That's a fair prediction. I think they'll get a few touchdowns that they shouldn't, and I think at the end of the game where it's going to be, you know, 38-14, they'll probably sneak in a Puka Williams Are big they run or something. As far as, like, I saw that Puka Williams was, the, both the receivers are back. Yeah, because the, the... He is a really good running back. Yeah. The thing is, it's like if Iowa State can make anybody one-dimensional, then it's over. Once Haycock, you know, yep. gets to that point, I'm, I'm just curious, like... Because even Texas couldn't run. They no. physically couldn't run on Iowa State. And he, I know Puka is really good, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to get that going. Right. And I think that if if it turns into a Stanley's dropping back with four wide every time, like they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some turnovers. Yeah, no, and I, I totally agree. I completely agree with that. And I think you're right. I think you're nailing it on the head here is I can just see an instance where Puka gets loose on one. Like kind of like a yeah. Chuba thing. No, he's not Chuba, but like Hubbard. He's a good player. He though. is good. I can see just being an instance where we think we have him bottled up and he rips like a 40 yarder. And then it's like, that's annoying. Like we could, 
I could just see him being decently productive. Intern Brandon is here, and he has a mustache for the month of November. Yeah, you're, I, I, I kind of want to shave it at December 1. Like, is that going to hurt my stance with the... No, I think you can do whatever you want. Now, I'd highly encourage you get it long enough where you can do the whiskers. Handlebars. Yeah. Yeah, the handlebars. It's it's starting to come down to the top lip a little bit, and yeah. it's it's getting That's, it's getting that trouble. gets a little bit annoying. It you, does. You look like you should be named Email, and Excuse uh, me? you wear like red uh, jeans or something. It could be from uh, somewhere. Uh, this is like a Star Wars reference or something. Email. That's just a European name. Oh, okay. And you could uh, <laughs> same you know, thing. Uh, I don't know sneakers that look like dress shoes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Hard-hitting uh, analysis State, from Rob appreciate. Gray. Um, but Iowa State will only fail to score if they stop themselves, which they've been wont to do at times this season, sometimes it, it, to their great detriment, you know, the Iowa game yeah. and others. But um, it's name your score for the offense. The way that it rolls down the field and um, Kansas last, and unsurprisingly last in the Big 12 in scoring defense um, – I, I I almost feel like there's no way Kansas can keep this interesting unless Brock Purdy throws a pick six, or uh, which he's done. Yeah, and 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 or or a fumble, you know, deep inside Iowa State territory sets up something because I I think Zach Peterson will have a big game. I think any who is being held frequently, yeah, and I, I don't man, think that's that, a homer call. In I that think. Texas you watch game, the tape, man. He is constantly that that Texas left tackle. I swear to God, he was holding on sixty percent of the plays last week. Yeah. It, and I, oh. you know, I asked a bunch of people, and it was like a consensus that they thought he was. Even like, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't calling it though. They were consistently not calling holding. Last I just week. feel like he's been. I I, I think I've noticed it in some other games as well. I just think they're going to terrorize Stanley, and and I, I that's when he makes mistakes. And I don't think unless they somehow establish the run, it's I, I it could get really ugly in a hurry. And then you know those thirteen points might be coming late. And <laughs> my protection, I mean, yeah, we'll see. All right, um, intern Brandon, thank you for your time. It's always appreciated. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I to think be you here. did a great job. You're a natural. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I think you did a thank great you. job. Um, coming up next year, you, we're going to encourage you guys to join intern Brandon's fantasy league. He does fantasy college football. He's mm-hmm. he's one of the uh, top fantasy college football experts in the world. <laughs> Publishes his own newsletter, right? <laughs> no newsletter, but we do we do a podcast. Oh, we do we well, do a podcast. Promote your podcast. What is it? Oh, it has an interesting name. It's the College Fantasy Football Gurus. We oh, just every it's week. A great name. It, it kind of you know CFFG to shorten it, but we right. we run down like any other fantasy football podcast, but just college based. So we're talking like Sun Belt, Mac. Yes. Yeah, we get we get weird with the small schools, but I love small school football, man. Maction's like one of my get favorite any FCS things. in there. I wish I, I wish they would expand to that. I have a dream next Tuesday. I'm gonna find a bar on the beach and watch and bet on Maction. That sounds fantastic. It's gonna be awesome. I might try to find. I might try to find you. Join and I'm gonna wear my chicks dig the pump fake sweaty sweatshirt. <laughs> Actually, I'll be in the Bahamas. What are you talking about? I ain't gonna wear no sweatshirt. No, we're we're one of the many fine yeah. Cyclone fanatic tees. 
Awesome. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you watching on Facebook. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Thanks for sponsors, Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye. Uh, back with more content tonight on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, 6 to 7 on 1460 KXNO. Later.